0: Welcome to the Self-Helpful Podcast. I'm Kevin Miller. I partner with our biggest publishers and agencies to bring you the most up-to-date experts and personalities and personal growth, development, and improvement so you can be in the know and growing into your full capacity. This is is the Functional Friday episode and we're talking about movement, exercise. My co-host is Dr. Randy James. He's a medical doctor and functional medicine expert. We've been covering aspects of input, now we move to output. Our bodies were created to move to elevate our heart rate and stress our muscles. And if we don't, we decline. It's as simple as that. And for the greatest span of history, we had to move in order to live. So there's no need for exercise. Life was exercise. Today, we can run our lives with near zero movement and it's showing. Our sedentary lifestyle is just eroding our health. If exercise is not your favorite word, just again, think about movement. What can you do that you don't hate near every day to get your heart rate going and stress your muscles a bit. So Randy and I talk through this with a compassionate and real world look at how to get consistent movement into your routine and if it already is, how to make it sustainable and help you get the most out of it. Hey, if you find value from this self-helpful podcast, subscribe, leave a review about this specific episode, and best of all, share something you learned with someone else. It'll help you get more benefit and you'll elevate someone else's day. You can connect with me at kevinmiller.co. Next up, Randy and I talk you through movement and exercise and what you'll most benefit from. So as we looked at our previous shows where we talked about the first, you know, we call it pillar or you talked about or framework, but you talked today about pipes. But the first pipe of output, uh, I'm sorry, of, of, of input, uh, this is output. And the first one, And as we always talk about, it's hard to say, is it the most important? Is it the whatever? I don't know. But we look at output, of course, I think the first thing that even we think about and most people think about is physical is physical output. And you as the doctor, as the uh, functional medicine expert, so often people want the prescriptive thing. Okay. For my physical wellness, for that part of my life, what do I do? And your answer is, (laughs) (laughs) yes,
1: yes, (laughs) you do. You do Something. something. And in the clinic, you know, we, we land on these words and everybody will call this exercise. Mm -hmm. Right. So you should eat right and exercise. Everybody says, I'm going to turn over a new
0: leaf. I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to eat right and exercise. And and in functional medicine, in the literal functional medicine, you go to the Institute for Functional Medicine. It's they term it as exercise, don't they? Yeah. No, it's it's, It's exercise. exercise. We've expanded on that to say output, which includes exercise. Of course, we're going to hit some other areas of output in our forthcoming shows. But on this one, we are looking at the physical, the physical part of movement, yeah. movement. And that's, you, you use that word primarily, don't you? Yes,
1: movement. because in the American mind and, you know, I'm always in the framework of a patient, there's usually a problem. Everybody doesn't exercise enough or it's painful when I exercise. And so then, you know, you, we're, we're kind of thinking about physical therapy or something like that. And Really, it is movement. So even as you and I are standing here at our standing desk, Uh the ergonomics of how you are postured, Uh that is a part of your exercise. That's a part of your movement, and it translates into are you becoming weller or less well? Are you more capable? Does this enhance your thinking, your sleeping, your personality? Yes, to the degree that you are doing that, it impacts your sleep which then impacts so many other things. So it's not just, oh, yeah, I need to go get my 30 minutes of exercise. That's the problem.
0: Well, and so you hit on the cultural thing, and that's where I wanted to start. So as folks are listening to this, when we talk about – Exercise, that word in and of itself has got so much baggage, and I think it should. If you go to, we talked about this in previous shows, and always will, I think, when we're talking health and wellness, I'll bring up uh, Dan Buettner's book. He has the Blue Zones book. The one that I like is called Blue Zone Solutions, it's probably a second or third book. And he goes around the, the world talking about where are the healthiest people quantified by, I think, quality and quantity. It's not just that the, he does talk about old. Like people, you know where they live the longest, but it's also where they live with vitality, right? The longest, okay. And so in there, he does go through there, and he says most of them they have you know some similar patterns in how they eat and how they do social things and blah blah. blah. But on this part, he says the majority of them do not exercise as we define exercise, where they go to a gym or they go do a hit workout or they go run or whatever. Their life is exercise. And that is where I I really want to start that we're talking again, a very short amount of time as with many things in our culture now, where we have lived a lifestyle where we can exist, we can survive with no movement, no cardio, uh, you know, no cardio effort, no muscle resistance, no whatever. We do not have to anymore because our lives don't require it. And so we do have to artificially go do it. And what's funny to me, and I've done this in my own life, is you hire somebody to mow your yard, to cut your wood, to wash your car, to do all these manual labor things so we're not getting that exercise. So... If we're not doing anything, we have to go lift an inanimate object in a gym. Yeah,
1: you're paying the guy to give you enough time so that you can go to the
0: gym. (laughs) And it is good. And in my house, one of the hardest workouts I do is when we cut wood on the property, drag a log, cut it. It, One of the most best overall things. But I still, I'm not doing that every day. So if I'm going to treat my body as I think our creation, you know, as we were created, intended, it needs to be well. It needs to be moving, just, I mean, no different than a car. You live a car. We all know that. You take a car, I think, you take a car and let it set for two years, You, it's damaged now. It needs to be functioning. Used, yeah. So. And even in
1: our society where you're saying we don't have to move, you know, you're saying that through a lens, through a perspective, because if you're not in a wheelchair, if you're not bedridden, you are moving. Well, even just walking to the kitchen and okay. that kind of thing. So, but now I know... Um, and we all know, you know, when our, our grandparents get really old or something like that, it's, it's an actual effort to get to the kitchen. It's an actual effort to get to the mailbox. And, and so, uh, you know, and if maybe a good example would be when I was in the military and, you know, we're in the ICU and you take these, uh, 20 year old guys and they don't move. They are completely not moving for a number of weeks for a young guy in their twenties. That's Weeks of recovery to get even simple movement back simple resilience and strength to walk to your bedroom your bathroom to walk down to the mailbox right. imagine then if you 're forty or if you're fifty or if you're eighty and you put somebody for a week in the ICU with z literally zero movement not just you know sitting at a computer or something it's highly damaging that you are the second you stop moving you are Atrophying, your muscles
0: are going well, backwards. It's okay, so let's just hit your quote uh, that you brought to me. What well, everybody, we'll give you a pause here. What is the opposite of stress? Okay, we're gonna pause there for
1: you to think about what's the opposite of stress. Wait, wait, wait. So okay. let me let me give you the answer that most people say. So they're thinking about it now. What is the opposite of stress? Most people will say peace. The next one is relaxation. But the real answer is It's your answer, you said <laughs> it is death. So yeah, yeah, if you're not stressing your, if you're not getting out of bed to pay your bills and deal with life and whatever, you're this thing called dead.
0: I mean, to be alive is stress. And I I like to say, going to your thing of people being injured and atrophy of, or or being injured and ICU or whatever is, I like the word atrophy as well. So my son, as you know, just had a, a hand injury and he had his hand immobilized for a long time. We take the cast off and yada, yada. And his Wrist is small. His forearm small. He doesn't have grip strength in his hand. It has atrophied. And every day we are using our body and maintaining what strength we have, or we're losing it. But again, cultural. If we come back and look at, so I have. You know, I've, we both have kids under the age of 10 or so. I mean, those, for the most part, they are active. It's their life. They wake up and they run to the kitchen and they run outside and they're bored. They go jump on the trampoline, active, active, active. They're just constantly doing that. And then jump to a, even a high school student who now is able to wake up i 'll go, I'll go even younger with you
1: that because the data on this now exists okay. for middle school students and so for and i 'm going to kind of pick on young women here, but a young woman like your daughter mm-hmm. elementary age, they, they wake up and, and they play that 's what they do and there 's some sedentary play there 's active play, and we kick them outside and, and they go and play, an, or they 're also in soccer and basketball because mm-hmm. at that age they think they can do everything. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is adolescence. And unless a young woman is tracked into a sport, they don't play anymore. And play becomes conversation with their friends. And really what it comes is it it revolves around social media and the phone and those Mm -hmm. kinds of things. And there's zero effort or physical movement stress 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 and that kind of thing and they don't play anymore a higher percentage of guys are going into sports and that kind of thing and some girls do go into sports Mm. but even if we say volleyball that means two or three months out of the year you're having a kind of middle school level of a sport (laughs) outreach and that that's that's just not adequate to attain the kind of
0: vitality that you and I are talking about Okay. And so now let's just jump there right now. So now to the listening audience, to all of us out there, and I think our median age is, uh, I haven't looked at the stats recently, but you know, 35, 40, 45, whatever. That's the average of the listener here um, that you're out there. The majority of them are educated, affluent, whatever you have the ability. We have the ability. I have the ability. I'll use myself. I can wake up in the morning, no, I'm going to use somebody else because I don't have some of the conveniences most people do. You do. So Randy, Randy James, Dr. Randy, you can wake up in the morning. You can plod in, uh, hit the button for your coffee. You don't have to do squat. You don't have to move. We get the idea. Your heart rate never gets above 65. I don't know. You can go into your garage, hit the garage door opener, get into your car, drive to work, Uh, now in our office you can walk you know 20 feet from your car but if somebody's in a parking garage they can walk that far to the elevator go down up wherever they go to their office sit down and we can all work in front of the computer so many people or even at a factory if you're pulling a lever and just think about your heart rate it's you've never stressed your lungs there's no deep breathing you never elevated your heart rate you've never stressed a single solitary muscle beyond just the ability to raise them up and hit your keyboard and do your keystrokes there I mean we have the ability again to live that way and especially as well no I guess at any time there's no way we are not daily at you know having atrophy and now we see that people at younger and younger and younger age ages who are not able to do the things they used to do and they can't we see it out here I you know I used to run I used to ski I used to used to used to and if you're 45 years old and yet we have these other people who are, you know, 90 doing the same things because they continue doing it. And it brings us, you know, back when we started doing pull-ups together, Saying, if I want to be the 85 year old guy who can do 10 pull-ups, we got to do them every day and not stop. I mean, Better be doing continue them now. to be what yep. we can. We, so again, we're back to, uh, we're either going to be, like you stress and in, in increase our, uh, accelerate our, our death, even the living dead, our handicap, our inability Lack of capacity lack of capacity that 's a good functional resilience, resilience. you 're
1: yeah. decreasing your functionality and, and, and again, these guys because that 's so many of us, and I was just telling you prior to when we start that for me, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday tends to be busy clinic days, and the day goes by, and i haven 't done an exertion like right. like you 're saying and so on on one hand, I could you know we could lament that and feel bad about that and but to, to the question is moving forward. How can I employ a, a philosophy, a mindset, a way to think to, to be becoming a little bit better about those exertions throughout my day that fit into my day because I'm not going to go run for an hour and get all sweaty and do whatever and, and you know the day is set up the, the way it is, but we are in control to an extent and and I think for us today probably the main thing we want to get across to people is 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 really the first decision that people need to make down the exercise pathway is the mindset of of what we're talking about the mindset of movement that realization of my goodness today i didn't do anything i it's not that you went closer to death you know we're not on the scale of life and death here we're on the scale of wellering or unwellering right. it's 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 the bothness that we talk about so often there needs to be time and season of rest and and a productivity of sitting down at the computer and and actually producing something and there needs to be the time and in in your family you can go cut wood or you go on a run or a jog or whatever and for me on a constricted time frame it would be more of the whatever it is and we'll get to those questions too about well what is the best exercise it's going to start with the mindset
0: Well, and you may, I thought you were going to go there where you often do with having a relationship with. I've adopted that perspective and vernacular from you talking about that having a relationship that I have a relationship with my wife. I have a relationship with my kids. I have a relationship with media. I have a relationship with, uh, my diet. We talked about, you know, we talked about that or in earlier episodes on the input, what we put in our, our mouths, our diet, and that we of course define diet, not as a something you do for a short term benefit, but you all of us have a lifetime diet. We have one that we are adopting for life. So here having a relationship with Again, using that movement we say movement, but exercise, and I say that even as a, people think have heard that i have uh, i 've set up a gym in my house with weights and all that kind of stuff, and I do think it 's kind of stupid that i 'm sitting there moving and, and i 'm not creating energy i 'm lifting an inanimate piece of metal, but I just don 't have a lifestyle. I guess if I was a woodcutter for my job, if I had a manual labor. Uh, thing I would at least get that part. Though we also know people in manual labor are generally not the healthiest either because they're ignoring other necessary aspects of their health. Well, you know, let's, let's hit that though. We talked about it uh, before we started the show. If we look at for your physical body, which again, folks, we haven't hit this, but that's what holds your brain. And, you know, that's a big myth. We talk about it. Those are not disassociate. So if your body is compromised, so is your brain. Maybe we should come back to that. Well, t- we're, we're back to the
1: mindset and, and right. acknowledging originally, you said relationship, so th- th- this is your brain. That's what you mean. You have a relationship with exercise. This is a um, the mind-body connection, the brain-body connection, the brain-muscle connection. Not only is there the physical kinetic connecting points of nerves and muscles and, and tendons and those kinds of things, they are signaling information back to your mind. And of course, all of us have a relationship with the either, oh gosh, it's a beautiful day outside. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this run or oh, I really should get outside. I'm not in the mood, but I, I kind of need to. I just don't want to. And the back and forth of that, most people in America can say, oh yeah, I know. I, I know what that is. I know that relationship. Um, and, and it's two, twofold. There's the emotional side of that relationship. And we can say the person who is exercising in a more joyful, healthy, helpful kind of attitude and mindset is going to be becoming the kind of person who is weller mm-hmm. versus somebody who's being forced by their parent or their coach or their whatever and has no desire to do this. And there's, it just makes common sense that that relationship isn't going to produce the kind of even physical results that that one might uh, enjoy otherwise mm-hmm. and on the other side the guy over here who loves exercise and he becomes quote unquote kind of addicted to I need this is going to be becoming the guy kind of guy who is that we aspire to 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 be well a and that's where I feel like it's missing in me that there's three days a week or something that I'm mm. quote unquote too busy my relationship isn't such that oh I need that. And I'm working on it.
0: Well, so let's hit that. So if we're talking about being fully functioning in body, which we're going to say is also the way to be fully functioning in mind. But let's start with the physical side. So if we look at that and before I ask you the question and let you answer it of what's the best exercise to say, okay, to be fully functioning. And I'm not going to say I'm an expert in this so much, but we talked about it. We, th- we think of cardio lungs. So we could think of, you know, running doing that thing where your, your heart rate is elevated. Now you can go. So that's one piece. The other one, muscle resistance, of stressing those muscles. If you want it bigger, you're going to have to break it down. If you want to maintain, you've got to at least be doing something. If you're in the ICU, like you talked about, or immobilized, like my son's arm is, you're getting nothing. It is going to to atrophy. So we've got cardio resistance. Is that fair to say muscle resistance? But then the other part of it that we were talking about and even trying to conceptualize. And, and again, I'm, I'm not the expert here. Uh, is that I, I always look at the term plyometrics, but we talk about hit workouts. So I know you, uh, you, you prescribe to mm-hmm, a lot of people mm-hmm. and, uh, your health coach, she does as well a lot, which is this, well, to look at burpees, we talk about burpees, which, uh, I like the guy who said. There's a guy who has a Guinness Book of uh, uh, World Records for burpees, but he also says nobody likes burpees; they're terrible. And if Folks, you don't know what that is? Go look it up online. It's doing a push-up and then bounding up and doing a jump. Right, right. Yeah. So if you look at kind of plyometrics, that jumping thing, that's another thing. Especially if you look at the elderly, where you have somewhere they they may have some strong muscles, they do some muscle resistance, or they may be able to shuffle along on a run and keep their uh, themselves elevated, but they're still having a hard time getting up and down out of a chair. Uh, it's that. I don't, I don't it, know. It, it, well, it's the burst the of bur- energy. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's the
1: kinetic part of the muscle that is the burst. So it's so every action has this component to it. So if we talked about running, we could say sprint. How yeah. you know? How far? How fast can you run? You know, like the devil is after you, and you are done by about thirty seconds or whatever. How many? Instead of doing a push up, can you you know do the push up clap? Yeah. Is that? burst of, of energy and same with uh, a squat is a squat. But if you jump, you right. know, the amount of times that you can do that goes down to, you know, 10 or whatever. Um, well, so I would say if you want to be a vibrant 70 year old
0: person or something like that, that it those, should be a component
1: that no, those it, three areas. No, well, I'm going to say you, you okay. left off a big one that, that well, no, the, the normal number three, so plyometrics and the burst would be number four, but number three is stretch. Stretching. Yeah, I hate it's, that one. I left that off on purpose. Yeah, that's my least. All the <laughs> least. time you spend stretching, Kevin. Yeah, well. Is, uh, is, yeah, so you're right. right, stiff that's as right. a board is you are not as well of a guy. It's true. And it's going to hurt you when you're 50, 60, 70, 80 to some degree. Yeah. Because you are atrophic. And, and by the way, the word atrophy, just A, like atheist or something like that. A means none and trophic means growth. So it's wow, not. I didn't know that. Going the other way. Atrophy means you are not growing.
0: Well, then what's, what am I? So when Yeah, yeah, my yeah. Son... But the
1: body is, well, because his arm didn't wither away to nothing. Okay. It just didn't Less- daily grow okay. because every day you're growing to maintain your weight, maintain, you know, whatever. Okay. But the minute you stop breathing, the minute you stop eating, you are quickly atrophying to the point of death if you stop breathing, you know, in three minutes, you, the growth mechanism is gone. So atrophy doesn't mean wasting away. It means you cease growing. And so atrophic signaling into the body um, is uh, sometimes is a good thing. You know, if we don't eat, that's a fasting signal and the body has to respond to that. And so, but in this case, you know, we have, we don't want to have atrophic minds. We don't want to have an atrophy in the mind. We always want to be learning. Always want to be growing. And if you're not, then it does mean you're going the other way, but think of it not as going backwards. It's a deceleration. Okay. Because you're, you know, his arm didn't die. It just Quit being what it was.
0: It, it weakened uh, yeah. in his yeah. in his state. So if we look at this and say, okay, for folks, before I'll ask you this question in, in thirty seconds, but that if you want to be as fully functioning, as well off as you can, as vital, vibrant, all those words, uh, physically, then it's going to. I would say. I would say just running is probably not enough. Just weightlifting, not enough. Just doing uh, plyometrics or whatever may not be enough. Just doing stretchings on it would be a regime, a diet. Of all those things, but and you're totally right. I do all three of those very well. I do three of the four of those very well. I do not do enough stretching and it's, it's, I haven't gotten, so here, I need to. Here, well, here's,
1: here's a place to put in that question. What is the best exercise in the world?
0: Well, so I'm, that's your. That's, you're the answer <laughs> you on that, that one I, I'm going to ask you that because because you get that as a <laughs> as, as a as a doctor in general, but especially as a functional medicine expert, you have people come in and say, "Okay, I'm ready. I'm I, I'm at this point. I want to get vibrant. I want to be thinking well. I don't want brain fog. I want to be able to hike with my kids. I want to do so. What is the best exercise?" And your answer is the one that you will do.
1: Yeah. So to use that example in Kevin Miller right now, if You said, I want to be becoming this kind of a guy. And I I asked the question, say, are you ready to do kind of anything I prescribe? And then I would say, okay, you should stretch. But then you're going to say, I hate stretching. And then I'm going to say, okay, well, let's not put stretching on the list yet because you're going to fail. You're not going to do it because your mindset isn't at that place. Now, now I know you and I think you're the kind of guy if I say, okay, come on, Kevin, you'd be like, all right. And then we, then I would say, okay, build out a plan. This is your plan. How many minutes per day prior to your run are you going to stop
0: and stretch? Well, let's hit the mental part of that. the The, the disappointing thing is I have not come to. I'm going to try to say this right. I have not come to the maturity level of saying. I know I need to do that, and so I'm going to do that. Because right now, I don't see the deficit from not doing that. I haven't experienced— You don't have enough pain. I don't have enough pain. Right. Or sensitivity,
1: maybe. Okay. You're not sensitive to that. I'm not
0: sensitive. And the day comes that I'm not able to do something, and they say, gosh, it's because you are so stiff. That's right. Now I'm going to start doing it. And when I should have been doing it all along, and chances are, the longer I wait, I'll be less likely to get to the limberness that I need— so I'm hurting myself out of a lack of maturity because I know that this is needed. So that, 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 That's right. And you have also experienced some of that pain because you've
1: had a shoulder thing, a back thing, you know, along the time and over the course of years and things like that.
0: That's well, let's true. not
1: use you. Let's use.
0: Well, but chances are if I don't do this at some point, I th- am going to right. get I'm 48 years old now that at age. 50 something. I'm going to get injured. And somebody's going to say, gosh, you were putting out all this great effort, man. You're doing your car, your cardio. You're doing your muscle resistance. uh, You're doing your, your plow stuff. But during that set of burpees, you got injured and it's because you are so stiff. If you had been having a relationship with so stiff willed, (laughs) you both, if you'd been stretching, all this time that probably would not have and that is a true statement so i am sitting here right now with my hand raised with everybody as here's something that i would i'm going to regret if i don't start doing and i need, i need to start doing it and 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 we we're all on that spectrum so we talk sure. all the
1: time about sure. you know nobody's perfectly stretched as they could or should be and i'm holding up my hand saying yep i'm i'm on the spectrum of i need to figure out how to do monday tuesday wednesday exercise and stretching as well cuz both of us, by the time it's like, oh, it's time to exercise. It's like
0: I want to go. Let's. Who's got you know? Well, back to your question then. On, the, on you know us, us saying for you to be well here, are the the different types of exercise of movement that you should be doing. And then you saying now, what is the best exercise? Whatever you'll do. So step one from sedentary, yeah, doing anything is great. And you used to you know if it's badminton or if it's swimming or whatever it is, man, that is better than being than no movement. So right. move, move. So start there. Um, Start there. But but I want to go back to what you said. We had a friend, we, we won't name him here, who said... Yeah, we, they, know, they won't know. His name's Todd. And I think his statement at one point to you was, I hate running. He was trying to run. I hate running. And you, I think you said, well, then don't run. Don't run. Go do something else that you enjoy. Do you, do you enjoy playing basketball? Do you enjoy swimming? To find something that has a, more, a better likelihood of you having the mental capacity, uh, joy to do that, but you need to do something. So I would say for everybody, if you're not doing anything, start there, right? I mean, yeah. find something you like and I, start doing it. And start doing Step it. One.
1: And I'll use me too. Because if you if you really got, right down to it and said, okay, let's say somebody is completely malleable and they'll do anything. Then to be quite but honest, there are you, some, it's a personality people, style. It's a personality yeah. I'd say swim. Really? Yeah. I mean, you, you've got, you're not hurting your joints. You've got full body motion. You've got uh, huge cardio workout. It's a stretch. Um, that's true. So swimming over the course of your life from zero to 90 is, huh. is in all likelihood going to do the most good for the most parts of your body for the amount of time that you spend compared I, to jogging,
0: compared to, I hadn't thought about that. I guess the drawback are not the, the, the thing that, that hurt, that harms some people is like for us, where are we going to swim? it's a hundred yards. Well, we have, well, we have one the, off street. Well, but it is. It's not as easy. So I got to go pay for it. I got to go do it. I can run out my door. So for me, the convenience of running or even Well okay, now, a bike,
1: But we're back. So you're not malleable. You want convenience. You want a I lower do. cost. Okay. So for me, I hate swimming. I mean, I love to play with the kids. I yeah, like going I to the pool like and not. all that, but I hate swimming <laughs> I, laps. It I, just I drives me insane.
0: So, so Well, and I hate being on a treadmill, which you dig. Because I got a book. You got a book. Okay, so it's, to, it's it's we're back to find the thing that you Find do. the thing that, yeah. and in fact, my
1: treadmill broke. I haven't told you this, but. Yeah, you, you did. You, I, are, you need to get another one. I'm looking at Craigslist and all that, but um, I really miss it because when the afternoon hits and I'm like, okay, I'm itching to go, but I, I also have that st- strong habit and will in me that I need to spend time thinking and reading a book and learning something new. And that's an hour of time that I can do both.
0: Well, let's go back to convenience. though. part of that too, is because you've generally had kids at home. And when you're that's doing when the that, habit started. Your I wife, needed to be with my yeah, kids. Yeah. Your wife, Marcia's not there and you need to be there as well. So you found a way that you can be present with your kids. You can get your exercise and you went further and put a desk across it so that you can also read things that are inspiring you, growing your mind or whatever. And then even when you're out, running on the road. Like I saw you pass you the other day, you had the headphones and probably listen to a podcast, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, so that's again, finding the thing that does it for you, I'd say for all of us is step one. We're in the mind, the mind certainly we're going to say that's,
1: that's the chief driver. Uh, that is step one. And so back to, you know, what is the best exercise? Start off with, gosh, that's the one you'll do. Mm -hmm. You know, what is, what? maybe it is convenient. Maybe it is whatever. So we start there and we kind of say that tongue in cheek and then we break it down to those four areas. Mm -hmm. You know, there needs to be some cardiopulmonary stress, some musculoskeletal stress. Kinds. There's the longer distance kind, and then there's the plyometric kind, and then there needs to be some stretching And, um, and I would even go a step further into this and we'll talk more about it on our, on our next show. But the, um, so a lot of people, uh, that we see in the clinic and they're ill enough that I'll say, okay, look, don't exercise quote unquote in that way. And at the same time, I don't care if you're quadriplegic, I will never tell you don't exercise. But a lot of, if you say the word exercise to the average American person, they think hike, bike, run, walk, swim. I mean, that that's it. That, that, that's 80% maybe they play tennis maybe they play basketball but it's those kinds of things yep. and I'll look her in the eye and say hang on a minute no don't do that you're hurting yourself right now the exercise I want you to do is breathe okay. is stretch is, is just get out of bed put your sweats on put your hat on and at 10 a.m. you say okay this, is, this might be all I can handle right now because of adrenal fatigue or thyroid's off or whatever's going on well, at least you're setting up your day. you got the mindset of, I'm doing it. i got my sweats on, and it's exercise time, and I'm huffing and puffing from just getting my sweats on, but mm-hmm. there it is. And that's the starting point. And so I do want to breathe in. And for Kevin Miller, I'd say, okay, the hard part for you is, at the start of your hour-long run, Kevin, for four minutes, don't run. And breathe into a stretch. Mm and probably after your run is a better time. Breathe into that awareness as you're memorizing a verse or a poem or thinking about the elk and the, and the harvest moon that's up, you know, right Tonight, now. In yeah. place. It's amazing. And, and that kind of movement is it is doing something into the connection to your soul, the connection to your mind. And I would say for most of us, it's way atrophic. Like, this is a flabby muscle in Kevin Miller and Randy James. Mm-hmm. We don't have that. And and even though we don't feel the, the the pain of it yet, we're not aware of it, but I'm sure that in some aspect of our lives, we are deficient in our sensitivity in that area. Uh, and And, you know, this can become yoga or Pilates or any number of breathing exercises, Tabata breathing. I mean... And in Americans, we simply don't have the language of these
0: words because we don't do it. It's not a part of our culture. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you talked about you would tell even a quadriplegic, you know, you would never tell them not to exercise. So They have to do eyebrow raises. Well, <laughs> I probably, well so in, in that, uh, to, to uh, hit a reality of that, in my... In my other show, The Ziegler Show, I interviewed probably a year ago, Nick Vujicic. Uh, Most people know him. He's the guy with no arms and no legs. And so in the habits section of the show where we go through, what are your good habits for these, these things? We start off with physical. And he said, dude, dude, just existing is my exercise. (laughs) He said, I don't need to do to to waddle to the bathroom, to the, to the table, to the, whatever is a full body effort. So he says, I kind of got that one by proxy. So we're back to, he's like the blue zones person. His life is exercise. He does not have to artificially uh, do that. Uh, So I, I wanted to point that out, but also coming back to mindset that we want to grow, to grow a relationship with this. And we, you have so many examples of people who started exercise and it took them so long. Matter of fact, Zig Ziglar, he's a great, he has a testimonial about that. Uh, he became fairly overweight and said, I've got to change this in my life. And he started with, Uh, a a mail, a block in a mailbox. So he walked a block the next or one day, the next day he walked a block and then one more mailbox and the next day at one more mailbox. And he got out to where he's running. He said it was like seven or nine months in before he finally did a run and realized I'm actually enjoying this. It took him that long. It's a good point. mindset, but I want to point out another one. There's another lady that I uh, interviewed not long ago, Ruth Sukup. She has the book, uh, do it scared. And she talks, so again, doing the habit show and we're talking about exercise. And she says, I got to admit, and she's probably 40 or so. I don't, I don't know. But she says, I have been exercising for a long time. I hate it. She says still today, I got to admit, I hate it. And I have invested in a personal trainer. I think that shows up at her home, which I granted, not everybody, I'm just, I'm giving you an example of mine. So not everybody has that ability to do that, but she does that so that she will do what she needs to do. It'd be like me hiring somebody to come smack me to go to a, a stretch every day. Cause I don't want to do that. She still does not like that. And we know other people, you know, other people who, uh, say I I just hate exercise and what if you don't come to the mindset of ever enjoying it uh, I don't like raw carrots but I eat raw carrots because it's maybe, good for maybe
1: a, uh, there's there's all kinds of of activities that we don't enjoy that we do that we set up our, our lives around and and so I'll hold up a, a more tangible famous example is nobody wakes up well, very few people I suppose are out there that says I love the husband and wife talk of budgeting. <sighs> I mean, that, that, has gotta be the worst. life without that budget it, the pain is worse than going through the pain of the exercise of the budget talk mm-hmm. of the, the calendar talk of all of the, these are, do we call them necessary evils or whatever else, but there's some accounting mind out there who loves that stuff. But for the most of us, and, and I would say, Kevin, do you wake up every day and love putting on your undies? No. Has there been a day in the last 40 years that you forgot that you just didn't no. do it? No. And so it's a routine. what about a red light? Do you love red lights? No, I hate those do you things. Do you skip them if you're really busy? I wish you I could. you skip exercise on the really busy days? And you no. do, right? That's culturally yeah. acceptable because we downgrade the necessity requirement. It's not acute. It's, 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 the pain is not acute.
0: Well, like go back. So go to Stephen Covey's boxes. We all know that I think most people do of urgent and important and you know, not urgent, but important, yada, yada. Yep. That is never one that's going to be in the urgent, urgent important uh, category. Yeah, that's, acute it's, category. It's a long-term gain.
1: And it is. It's, it's, and and that's where it's not fair to have the analogy of the red lights or putting on your clothes or something like that. But to say, to put it in the category of, I don't like to, I, I get it. I mean, there's things I I don't like and I'm, I guess I'm lucky that I do like it. I, well, that's not, I mean, so yesterday went on a jog and and I'm thinking, you know, I
0: don't love it. Yeah, I love having done it. There are some I, there are a lot of days when I look forward to my mountain bike ride. There are even to my run. I don't know that I can ever say after so many years now that I enjoy lifting weights. Do I enjoy, I don't loathe it, but I right. I would I it's not going out in the thrill of a mountain bike ride. I, it's I think you and I would say I I like me having
1: done. it. I like the feeling of the accomplishment of having it's, done. It's it. it's
0: the faith. I like me being somebody who has strength. Um, I like the, it does make me feel better for the rest of my day. So I like the results, but Mm -hmm. the activity, well, so let's get, let's get a little more prescriptive with some of the things of actual movement. And I had this conversation with somebody the other day who I think it was Tom Ziegler. And he was talking about just the aspect that he has come to now instead of it was him. He said, I used to go to the parking lot at the store at the wherever, and I would hunt for the parking space closest up front. And then I finally got the concept of, wait, I'm just robbing myself of the opportunity to do some movement. And so now he does what I generally do is just park on the park, parkway out there and run in or Walk fast, in. I mean that's a little thing, but you add that up over, especially for those who may work at a place where you had to park somewhere. Uh, you could take that parking far away. Of uh, taking the stairs is a classic one, but it's still so countercultural. And I see some people who feel almost goofy doing that. You know, they show up at the place of work or at the hotel or at the whatever, and it feels kind of goofy to not get in there. And yet we're depriving ourselves of an easy way to get that little exercise in. And so there's a lot of, I mean, I don't, I don't have a long list of things, but what are some of the things that we can do? Well, you talked about we're standing up right now. So we're doing this podcast at my, in the podcast studio and we had a custom made standing desk for the podcast so every interview i've ever done which is 150 or so on the ziggler show i have been standing here and of course behind me is my Veridesk, desk where i can do that you've got a permanent stand-up desk and your office is another opportunity again you can be sedentary but generally you're moving around i see you you're fidgeting around in your movement it's it's more than you would be if you were sitting not to mention the posture you talked about that Right.
1: The, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I struggle with the, uh, you know, take the stairs and park far away. I mean, we've heard those words for decades. Yeah. And we live in an, you know, an epidemic of lack of movement and lack of resilience and weight problems and things like that. So to be quite honest with you, and I think people, you know, they hear that out there, is it, is it wrong to think that way? No. Is it effective? I don't know. Is it, is it the right pathway? It, we're back to do something.
0: Well, what will you do? It's, it's what we've talked about in so many of these shows already, though. The cumulative effect we know has some benefit. So I'm wearing, I, I talked about this the other day, my uh, new uh, Garmin you know, watch or whatever what they call it, wearable device. So Fitbit, whatever. And now I see, I've never known this, how many steps I take a day, however it calculates that. But however many steps, and I'll see some days where, uh, maybe I didn't exercise or if I, or if I did weightlifting, which is not taking steps, it it doesn't, uh, accumulate for that. And then I came in here and it was just a day full of riding, and I didn't walk much and it'll give me 4,000 steps, which is pretty minimal. I mean, I'm sure you can do a lot less, but it's pretty minimal as opposed to days when I'm at home, like the weekend and playing with the kids, Frisbee golf and doing a little woodwork and I, you know, whatever we do, and it'll show 9,000 or something. That's a big difference cumulative, cumulatively, cumulatively over, the, yeah. over time. So if it is the, uh, the, the lunch walk,
1: the, well, and, and so I'm going to take a clinical perspective at that and I'm going to use two examples. You'll be one of them. And the other one is the very common woman or man in our culture who's, you know, 30 to 60, who's 20 to 40 pounds overweight, who has been struggling with this for years, mm-hmm. who has been trying to do that extra walking. And if and if right now, if Kevin Miller um, stopped Taking the stairs and stopped parking out farther away. It's not going to make a difference in you, right? Okay, there. And if Mrs. Smith out there, she's already saying, "I have been doing that for twenty years." So, Well, oh, come on, wait! I, I, I know I'm, I'm picking there, on, on but this.
0: But you're, what's your measurement? If it's, if it's weight loss and they're still overweight, but I would say the person. It, Taking that person who does take the stairs, does walk, and accumulatively is getting 1,000, 2,000 more steps than somebody else over the span of a year, that they'll have some good, better biomarker. Some better
1: biomarker? Okay. Some, just like we said about if you start stretching, even though you don't run faster or feel better or something like that, we're saying that you who is more limber a year from now compared to you who is less limber a year from now is some kind of benefit. So the guy who's averaging 10,000 steps a day versus 5,000 steps a day, there's some kind of well, And I shouldn't compare
0: it to somebody else. Cause you got all the other health, you know, para- health aspects, but I'd be a better me than I would have be. If I had, that's what I-, I mean,
1: compared to the, you who didn't stretch,
0: right? Like you just the other day had here in the office. I wasn't here, but you had the, uh, carotid artery. guy where so they take an ultrasound and they look at your intima uh, media
1: thickness right whatever that
0: is yeah they're looking at the plaque buildup right in your Uh, yes in your artery and so if so you can get that back so you can be so i'm 48 and i can get that thing back and it can say according to the plaque buildup that is seen in there you actually have the makeup of a 65 year old that's bad or a 37 year old you know which is good but they're looking at that measurement so if i am somebody if I'm Kevin, if I'm Kevin and I spend the next year doing X, Y, Z, you know, better, I have more steps, better eating, whatever, cumulatively inside. I may not feel anything, may not see anything, still may have the exact same weight on, but I have a better Metabolism. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Now, and, and I, that, that's kind of
1: the heart of our practice is the human body though. And that, and that's where today on the exercise front, we, we, we want to be careful because there's a lot of people out there that say, Oh, you can eat whatever you want. Just exercise. And, and that, that's where I'm kind of like, whoa, 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 if you're not paying attention to your sleep and your nutrition and your relationships and the stress and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right. that even though you do exercise and you come back and your plaque is worse or your CRP is worse or your cholesterol is worse or whatever, it, it's, so now it's, it's, it's all of the above, as we, as we say so often, everything is important. And so to the person who is frustrated with, man, I am doing, I'm parking far away. I'm getting 10,000 steps a day. And, and there's still frustration of, you know, chiefly
0: weight in this category. I'd say, okay, then it, then let's look at something else. Well, I'm going to compare us. So this show, the true life show, folks, we're going to compare it to the Bible. I am right now that if you take a verse out of it and don't take in the whole context, you're going to miss it out. So if you listen to this show and this show alone, talking about exercise and that's your focus. And we know a lot of people like, well, I could be prone to that. If I didn't know all the other things, I would be the guy who's, well, I have been. I
1: was going to say, you have never quoted me any studies on stretching. No,
0: I have not. <laughs> okay. No, I have not. But I'm at risk of being the guy who goes out there and exercises, and but I'm not sleeping well, or I'm not eating well, or I have a deficiency elsewhere, and I'm running myself into the ground, not getting the results I want, which I've done that, where I've I had, had a time recently of exercising more and eating less for such a long period of time that I almost stagnated and plateaued. I wasn't making any progress. And again, there's, you know... Personal dynamics that fit into that, but I was violating some of the other areas of functional medicine, which is the point of this show in all these areas. But Back here, yeah. I wanted to hit on you talking about weight. That so often when we hit the, is there? That's probably the first. That'd be a great. When I say the word exercise, what's the first word that comes to mind? Right. Probably weight, not performance. You and I are thinking a lot about performance. Is our five k time going to be better? We have an ultra marathon runner who's uh, a part of the clinic who's trying to. I know his next race. It's a hundred mile race, and he's trying to get the best. Set the record for his, for his category. Age group. Right. Yeah, for his, for his age group, right. Um, so we have that. But uh, most people are, are looking at their weight, which uh, is somewhat of a misnomer for overall health, I guess. I mean, you can, you can move and I be mean, doing we just, well there and
1: still have weight on you. Yeah, I I remember the... You know, I, I, so it was a bucket list thing to go run a marathon, and, mm-hmm. and I did. And I remember being struck by how big some of the people were that were running right along with me. Well, it now, was you
0: you're talking about the marathon. I'm thinking of. I, I'll brag on you, the Pikes. Uh, yeah, was that, your, uh, uh, that one you did. So out here we got Pikes Peak guys. I'll just brag on the dock here. So Pikes Peak that we're looking at out here, uh and it is. 13 miles up when they start at the, at the certain spot, 13 miles up. I've done the half marathon, which is the ascent. You did the whole thing. That's nuts. It, uh, it, just one time. It was not healthy. <laughs> uh, that was, that was nuts. And, well, gosh, l- let's, let's use that. And even talking about our ultra marathon guy, you have said that is not healthy. This is, that's right. What you just said,
1: competition, improving your mile time. Yeah. Uh, and for, for him, you know, he wants to, and I, and I love, he says, I, I, I want to live the epic, right? That, that idea of he's looking for an achievement that uh, may that's not right. be healthy, healthy. maybe healthy for his soul, his right. There's other aspects of right. this, but, but for his knees and his back and his liver and his whatever. And, but he, he understands that. And so we take, we ameliorate, we modify, we modulate and say, well, do these special supplements or special diet or special recovery package after you're done with this kind of a race. And of course, nobody knows the exact right way to be so that you can be guaranteed of thriving. And, and then once you put your body into the extremes, right, nobody plays football to be healthy. I, this is competition.
0: I was going yeah. to say the Tour de France rider, right. winner guys, up there, he is taking life off. His that's right. Expectancy. You were going,
1: going backwards. You're going back. All right.
0: But the guy
1: who's sitting on the couch is also, is also going, backwards. going backwards.
0: Right. Oh, okay, so that's a great segue into, and I know you're not going to give a, here's what everybody should do, but everybody's kind of wanted that. Okay, if I, I don't want to be an athlete, I'm not trying to do this. I just want to be as well as I can. So I have energy. I have critical thinking. I, w- I want my mind well. So right. what do I need? What is a framework right. uh, of daily diet of exercise regime? uh, that is
1: going to be helpful. Right. And, and, and I'm going to change a little bit about what you just said, because as I've been running a little bit more, I quit looking at my times because I, I'm, I'm, I'm transitioning to, uh, I don't care about my times. I want to run, to be outside, to put my brain over here, to be longevity, vital, and those kind of things. So, but I respect you that, because you you like that you want the, there's a competitive edge there's you do your races and those kind of things and and that's part of your motivation too and so and i think for most people out there they're kind of one or the other they're they're hey i want to be better i want my times to come down it's a hobby it's i've got these wearables all that kind of stuff yeah. and my brain clicked over to i just want to be out here running i'm going to listen to a thing i'm going to learn something i want to breathe i want to do those kind of things and i want to be able to be doing it forever Anyway,
0: Well, I, yeah, I hear you, but, but to the person who doesn't really want to exercise, it's not a big joy, but they're hearing this and they say, okay, I get it. I need to commit to something. Just to like you're something. saying, I, you, Kevin, you need to do yep. stretching. My first thought is what's the minimal I can do to help myself, but I hate this stuff. I don't want to. So exercise, okay.
1: we could use even that.
0: I'm going to, I'm going to get to
1: answer your question right. on for, to, for you, it would be stretching. Okay. It's like, "Ugh." right. I would say, think this way. If people can hold in their minds a graph you know, y-axis and x-axis, and it's the it's the famous upside down U. So on the so if the y-axis is uh, the amount of exercise, or excuse me, is the the y-axis, the one going up, is the amount of benefit, okay. and the x-axis is the amount of exercise. So at zero, so there's zero benefit if you do zero exercise. Right. So Kevin Miller has zero benefit in his body oh, from right. zero stretching. Right. Now there's an upside down U. So it's like a mountain. So let's use running because that's a better example. If you just get off the couch a little bit, the curve of that U, the upside down U, or it's like an N, is super steep. So the increasing benefit is... Right away. The guy who's the ICU kid, he is going backwards, way weakening. But to the overweight guy who's just like like Zig Ziglar, uh, a, a mailbox and a... Wait, a block in a mailbox. A block in a mailbox. Right. Oh, the the immediate benefit of that is so steep to the body, whether you think you feel it or not, right. physiologically it's there. And that's that's where to the listener I would say, just trust me. Your I'm heart rate's
0: up, your body is saying, oh, It's, it's coming doing along. something. It's coming Even alive. though
1: you're saying, Oh, I'm huffing, I'm puffing, I don't like right. this, it hurts my knees or whatever else. And of course to all exercise I would say don't push it so much you hurt yourself. Yeah. That's that's a signal. Oh, you know. And it might mean a half a block in a mailbox. Yeah whatever, it, yeah.
0: whatever it is. This is the consult your doctor before following any of this advice. That's right. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, and I, and I'm saying as a doctor, yes, uh, you must get off the couch and don't hurt yourself. Yeah. So that might mean the the, like I said before, sometimes it's just breathing, but it's an upside down you. And so you and I, we don't, stretch very well. We don't breathe very well. We're, we're not very still very well. And so if we would just get some of that Sabbath breathing of stretching and yoga and whatever else yeah. that for you and I, there'd be a steep curve there of benefit of less likely injury as we get older, less likely those kind of things. So back to the running, let's say just my proverbial example here that somebody is now, uh, kind of going from one mile to four miles per day. That's still pretty steep. Not quite as steep as just getting off the couch, but that's on that. The, so the upside down part of, or the top part of the U, it's starting to flatten out. And that at the top of that U, in general, I'm going to say is is kind of really aggressive high school athletics, maybe collegiate athletics, not football and stuff like that. But we're talking, you know, just training. Yeah so you know what I'm saying yeah. it's, now we're kind of most days we're doing something we're cross training we're this that the other um, you're at the top of that you now as as you start to hurt yourself I'd say you're getting into I'm um, competing against somebody I don't care how a, much it hurts me I want to be the So I was
0: say you, you now have a performance goal that's per- surpassed the health goal
1: that's right yeah that's right. So your exercise across the bottom, you're now getting into performance level, elite level athletes, but the health level is now going down. And a, a famous example there is the, the, the chronic thin runner. So this is what really hit me because I was training for the marathon at the time. Um, and it's called the... Fidipides, it's the first marathon runner, the famous guy who ran the first marathon okay. was Fidipides. And so the Fidipides syndrome is, are these guys who are thin, uh, they tend to be well off, they're intelligent, and they're runners, and I'm picking on the guys. So a thin guy, and they run a marathon every year. So they did a study, and these guys who did one marathon per year for 20 years. So these guys are generally running a lot. You know, They're over that 20 miles a week mark. They're on the downside of that U, but it surprised everybody. You're thinking these should be the healthiest of all guys. Mm -hmm. But there's a significant subset of them that are actually having heart attacks in their 50s. And it's not because they're overweight and their cholesterol is off and all that kind of stuff. It's because of uh, the, their heart morphology. They, they run so much, you know, your heart gets bigger and that kind of messes up the electrical signals. They get a fib. So it's, But it's an example of the downside of the curve.
0: So kind of an, we're into overuse. So we're, we're into got, overuse. We've got the couch as underuse. We've got the overuse here. And then we got, we, because we've got, we've had things, uh, well, even, you know, Jane, the health coach here in the clinic, she's big on the hit. Uh, programs which those uh, I hit so high intensity interval training which you can go look at a program and it may be you know drop down and do 10 push-ups then do 10 jumping jacks then do 10 burpees then do 10 lunges then do whatever and do that four times in a row I mean you're talking 10 15 20 minutes something like that you know relatively short and there's a lot of Study on that of saying that right there, that benefit of that is better than running an hour a day, better than the overall cumulative effects. And actually, speaking to that, going back to our three things, I mean, your heart rate is up if you're doing push-ups and things. You're getting some muscle resistance, and you're getting that again. I'm going to yep. use the word plyometrics, whatever that the you called it, burst. That uh, uh, agility, ability, agility is a pretty good one too uh, to put in there. You're getting that out not of not getting the stretching. You're not getting to stretching. That would be probably the, an afterword. And, and
1: that's why stretching is always the last thing because it, it feels yeah. like it's not exercising.
0: Yeah, it does. It's Yeah, that's the that, thing that.
1: Let me go and in, in use what you just said. So everybody's going to say, you know, what's the best exercise? How do I do this? And so if we use a very common jogging or yeah. walking, I'm going to use jogging because that's kind of me. So for me, prior to doing my jog, what I should do is take. A few, like we're talking a couple of minutes cause we're all time sensitive, mm-hmm. but I can max out my push-ups in a minute. Mm-hmm. If I can do 60 in a minute, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I can barely do 61. That costs me a minute. Then I, uh, yeah. then I roll over, you know, five feet and I can max out my pull-ups in about 30 seconds. I probably, say, yeah. I hit 15, 16 and I'm done. Yeah. So now it's cost me 90 seconds. And then I go and I can max out my burpees in like, you know, another 30 seconds, right? Do 10, 15 and and your thighs are quivering and it's cost another 45 seconds. And then I I roll over one more time and you do a crunch Mm -hmm. and, you know, you can do whatever version of crunch is there and you're maxed out in about a minute. That costs four minutes on the front of your run. Now you go jog. Now you're getting a little bit of the, and on the front side of that jog, if I'm, if I'm really, you know, thinking through this, the first part of your jog, you should be a sprint 30 seconds. And then you walk for 30, 40 seconds. And I just, I hit it, right? I high intensity intervaled my jog for 30 seconds. That cost me another 30. So I'm now into five minutes. And I bet people out there thinking, Holy smokes. That's a lot of effort and be like, well, yeah, but if you need to tone it down and do a 20 second sprint and only, you know, five pull ups and only 20 push ups, okay, great. Wherever you are, you can max out your push ups right now. Okay. Yeah. And, and then you, you do your jog and then do all that at the end of your jog. So it'll be down a little bit. Yeah. And for me, I would do 50 push ups and I would do 10 pull ups and I'll do it, but it costs four
0: minutes time wise is great obviously it's an effort, it's and an it effort. does not feel it's <laughs> and, like and take- nobody
1: And we're back to, I don't like,
0: I know it's like taking, you know, (laughs) bad tasting medicine. When you're a kid, nobody likes that or getting a shot. Nobody, I mean, I, I, to this day, when I watch them, you know, I get the IV therapy or something, put it in there. I, I will never like that. I'm never going to enjoy, you know, I like that when you stick the needle in there, it feels good. It does not. So you're talking about something that doesn't, but the accumulative effect is astronomical. I mean, you talk about changing the face of the planet that right there, it's hard to argue that that would not do that, and it's and,
1: and that that's where you and I. The heart from us for people f- is to hear it, internalize it, let it hit your soul in a different way. Not because you're trying to get on a magazine cover, lose twenty pounds, or whatever, but because we, you have a calling and to. Be, for me, to be becoming the kind of 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 husband that I want to be, a father of worker, a friend that I want to be, I'll be a better one
0: of those if I do those things. Uh, you know what. We'll, we'll, we'll kill anchor right there on that. Everybody who's listening, if you have kids, I'll tell you one of the best things you can do for them is show them the example of having a regime, a, a regiment of, of exercise. It is, it inspires, it'll inspire kids. We have both seen it. One of my favorite things, and my wife is great. So she, she commits
1: to it. She does it. And I can't remember the context or whatever, but you know, the, the question was, what do mommies do? And one of our kids says exercise. Hmm. But, what does our culture teach mommies to do? Be really busy, be harried, be too busy to exercise, and they don 't
0: be all poured out with nothing and else then to give. mommy starts exercising, and the kids go well
1: she 's yeah. on a kick again or something. Yeah. It needs to be the norm yeah, and in fact, uh, I think that 's a good anchor point where my friend Kevin, ten years ago. Um we had that conversation and you asked me and you know well, how much do you exercise and I kind of said well gosh I'm busy or whatever else and and I still remember because it hit me in the soul and and you said so you're teaching your kids to live that way I said that yeah huh. well I'm right. giving you credit for saying Thanks. that Thanks good on me okay And I'm like oh yeah. my gosh that that hits that hurts Yeah because how you live is how you're teaching your kids to live
0: Well and I have older kids your oldest is what? 13. Yeah. Uh, my oldest is 24. And so I've seen my older kids say that one of the more inspiring things from them was to see me doing that. And it has now become all of them. That is a part of their life, even on the times when they're you know, not doing as much. They know that that is a an ingredient for success in their lives. And I'm so grateful uh, for that testimony. So to say that to go beyond ourselves in in the aspect of of motivation for this is that we're also giving permission for other people to do that in our family and, uh, and otherwise. So, well, there you go. I hope we've Mm -hmm. elevated and, and, and given some, some freedom and clarity to where movement fits in your life and, uh, how to adapt to it. Okay, friends, I trust this sheds some valuable light on what you need to be doing for your body every day so it's vibrant. And from that, so is your mind, your hope, and your joy. Thank you again for tuning into this Self-Helpful Podcast. Uh, if you got value, subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And if you leave a review about this specific episode, it really helps people know what to find here. And I sincerely hope today in this episode, I've helped you help yourself.